By the way, did I tell you about my newest single I'm going to have? Goes like this. And it's just going to be one of those it's very simple club songs. This is Stu Strauss, the Woodsman, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Well, here's something interesting. I see this thing. Uh, there's like a long, like in the middle of the sidewalk, there's probably about 20. There's like a, a long metal strip, and then there are about 20 of these uh, things where it looks like bikes would go. And so this thing is called, it says $1.75 every 30 minutes, and it's a paper ride or you could get a 30-day pass and you can and you register your tap card on here uh for the metro and so it's interesting because i was just i was just yesterday okay yesterday when i was do, um i don't even know if i released that podcast yet that that might even be a segment on here when i was walking around talking about the uh scooters around and everything and it's so interesting i just didn't say it out loud i don't think i was going to uh, but I didn't say it out loud. It was the idea that um, um, I thought, wow, at some point Metro is going to jump on this. Because I started thinking, wow, I'm surprised Metro doesn't have some sort of scooter or some sort of thing. Because um, we're seeing so much of this popping up late, lately. And I thought, you know, I just thought, I just had this vision that Metro was going to do something like this. And today sure enough here's this here's this uh here's this thing on the wall uh, or on the uh, sidewalk echoing the vision that i had you know you can get a vision and not get the specifics that's being okay with that being okay with having the vision uh, having the vision and allowing the vision to morph into what it wants to become. What does the vision want to be? What does the vision want to be? Get yourself out of the way. What does the vision want to be? Because when you start thinking, what do I want it to be? Um, it, you know, it takes ego out of the out of the equation. So there, there have been a lot of these synchronicities. I, don't, I can't remember if I mentioned this uh, or not. But Blythe Baines, so she, so she did a song with Snoop Dogg called White Rabbit. While we were uh, at Bob's Big Boy, she was telling me about how she would go out at about 2 or 2.30 a.m. to go to Bob's to write. She did this for a very long time. She had ideas and stuff. And I told her that's what David Lynch would do at 2.30 p.m. And so I said, wow. And, and she said, oh, yeah, there's a lot of regulars. You'd see a lot of regulars at that time, um, that late. And I said, I remember saying something like, wow, that's like Nighthawks at the diner. That um, Edward Hopper, is that it? Hooper? The one where you see, like, just the people through the window. So we get into the green room last night 
And in there is, is a bunch of records up on the wall. And one of them said Rabbit on it. I don't know if that was the name of a band. It said Rabbit on it. Then on the other wall, directly looking at it across from that, was a, it was like a parody of the painting that I was referring to, Nighthawks of the Diner. It was a parody of it. And what I mean by that was that there was like Marilyn Monroe in it and um, I think James Dean, a bunch of other folks. I'm sure you've seen this poster on many occasions. Um, and it was called Phillies, P-H-I-L-L-I-E-S, which is, so those two things made me think of Blythe. Bam, bam. And then, oh, and then it was called Phillies, which is extra crazy because Philly Ocean. Philly is in Yachtley Crew, Philly Ocean. So there was, it was, it was like this interesting synchronicity within a synchronicity. And, you know, these, these, these things, they, when you stir it up like that, you keep stirring it up, you keep stirring up that excitement. Make it a game. Make it a game. Look for these interesting things. And just play with it. And uh, you don't have to tell anyone about it. You don't have to exclaim, oh, this is my new belief system. You know, you don't, you don't have to. You're not required. You're not required. Oh, my God. It's 1130 already. Uh, the whole point of me going to the store was to get quarters to do some laundry. And I spent basically an hour there waiting in line. Oh, God, you know what? I'm not complaining. I'm happy to be alive. Happy to be alive. I'm excited how things are unfolding. And everything happens just the way it should, right? So to... That was the other thing. I wanted to get eggs. I wanted to get food. That was one of the big reasons. Because we're not going to be eating until... Okay. All right, here we go. Going out, going out for another mission. Here we go. You're going, we're going out to a mission. I'm not going to the same place. We're going to a different place this time. Going to a much different place this time. That was the whole point of the mission. To get... The whole point was to get food... Quarters and toothpaste. Food quarters, toothpaste. Well, that's all right. See that? Now we get to talk a little more. By the way, we were cut off. Uh, the last piece I was recording, it was cut off from uh, Dave Uchansky called. This is something I'm, gonna, I'm going to uh, send off an email to Anchor about. What I, what I like is they changed... They did make some alterations within the app that when people call during the time that you're, you're podcasting, it used, to, it used to hang up Anchor, and then the, the, the uh, audio file that you were just previously recording, gone. Then they made a change where if you got a phone call... Um, it would still cut you, you know, it would cut off the podcast. Uh, but then, but then it would save, it would save what you were recording up to that point. 
would just do it automatically like some of these video games. Which, by the way, I've been dabbling back in. I owe two reviews for two video games. And I, I played about an hour. Mag- uh, Magician's Apprentice is one of them. I've just been offered the ability to review an, a copy of a different video game. But as you know, there's a lot that uh, I've... I've uh, what's the word I'm thinking? Promises. I've got promises to fulfill. You know, that would be an interesting subject, the idea of prom- fulfilling promises. Fulfilling promises... Saying something today that you know it sticks and it lasts until the next day, or it lasts until. Or if, you know, let's say, for instance, if there has to be an alteration to it, what would be cool and big of the, of the person who made, first made the promise, would be really big of them is to say, okay, you know what? I made this promise to you. And I just don't know if I could fulfill it. Or, you know, I, I, can, I can handle this much of my promise. I can do this much. Or we're going to have to put that project on the back burner. Because we're working on this right now. But I can tell you, once that's done, I'm getting back to this project. Surround yourself with people who keep their promises... Uh, but that's the you know, and then that's the key too. That's the thing. If you really want to have a good reciprocative uh, friendship, you want within your friendship, you want to swim around in a good precipitation, and that precipitation is filled with reciprocation. You know. Oh, look at this. This is what I call celebrity sighting. She's always popping up all over. All over North Hollywood. I'm podcasting right now. Can I, can I interview you? <laughs> Quick 30 Hi. seconds because okay. I got to go get some stuff. So okay. I'm not going to keep you from your, your dogs. Okay. So what do you like to do? What do I like to do? Yeah. I like, I like not being out in this heat. <laughs> I like sleeping. I like eating. Um, I like music. I like... Do you play music? I don't. I have no musical ability whatsoever. Um... I like my cats and my dogs. I like rescuing kittens. I love it. Oh, look at this little baby. It's What's Sam this? and Lily. Oh, my God. Oh, two of them. Yeah, brother and sister. They are three months old. Oh, my God. They're and so cute. I'm taking them to adoptions today Oh, my in God. That is so cool of you. Look at these little babies. Oh, my God. They are so cool. Look at these little ones. Hi, there. Hello, there. So, Christine, how, how, how many years would you say that I, we've, we've seen each other out there walking through the hinterlands Couple. in various locations in the world? Three, four? <laughs> I think we met when you first kind of moved to Oh, LA. yeah, when my mom, my mom yeah. and my sister came out. Yeah. yeah. But you saw me prior to that but in the Superman. Yes. Sure. Oh, yeah. This is great. This is a perfect opportunity for synchronicities because like, I just got done talking about a synchronicity. So, uh, for some reason, it just popped into my mind. I was driving down the street, and I, th- I was thinking about Lois and Clark. I was thinking about these different superhero you know, TV shows or movies and the ways in which they've been put out there in the world, cartoons and all that jazz. And I thought, wow, you know, I never once saw Lois and Clark. I never gave it a chance. And I was just thinking, what a neat idea that they put it in that kind of context. Mm-hmm. And so I was just thinking about that 
thinking, wow, you know, maybe I should find something online where I could look at some of these episodes or something. And then all of a sudden, there you were, but I didn't know it was you until now I know it was you. Then all of a sudden, I, there, there's this woman walking down the street. I turn the corner, zhoop, and then all of a sudden, there's a woman walking down the street wearing a super, <laughs> Superman T-shirt. I'm like, oh, my God, of course, of course, someone just pops up while I'm thinking about this. And then so uh, then I think it was like, I don't know, at some point much later on, then I saw you and I'm like, okay, because I meant I wanted yes. to tell whoever that woman was of that specific synchronicity. I need to tell people about these these magic moments because like whether whether they feel embarrassed about it or whether I or whatever the thing is, at least at least I don't live with some regret of like of not giving them the opportunity to open up this mm-hmm. magical because maybe there's a, a particular magic moment. Right. Maybe they were thinking of something and they're like, oh, I'm gonna put on this shirt. But yeah, so it's just really cool that here you are right now. Of course, as I'm talking about synchronicities, what are your thoughts about synchronicities? I, I'm too tired to even <laughs> put into words. I mean, I believe people do, you know, sync up. And I believe people meet for a reason. And I think, you know, there are triggers that set things in motion mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they're supposed to meet somebody or they're supposed to be in this specific location where something is going to happen, you know, good or bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I believe in synchronicity. Well, it's cr- crazy because I was just up... I was just up there and I realized, oh my gosh, my whole point of going up to the store was to get some, I ran out of eggs. And but I got all the way home and I realized I don't have the eggs. And I said, okay, you know what? Whatever the reason is, I gotta go back out in the heat. And I gotta go, I'm just gonna go right up to the market. And then bam, here's this conversation. Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, by the way, I wanna give you this. This is a, this is a so that's, we're playing today at the Starlight Bowl. It's okay. gonna be our biggest show yet. It's so much fun. We, we so do, you were also in a band? Yeah, so we, we do 70s and 80s uh, Yacht Rock songs. Okay. Like Michael McDonald and Toto and just all those great... You know, um, with the Alley Music Studios on the corner. No, I didn't Sago know that. No, I didn't We're know that. We're doing live events now. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Of course you are. 5066 <laughs> Lancashire Boulevard. Oh my God. Hollywood. That's crazy. Um, the studio has been around since 1965. It was originally founded um, by Dunhill ABC Records. In the late 60s, uh, Three Dog Nights, Steppenwolf, Hoyt Axton, Linda Ronstadt, Jackson Brown, uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Warren Zevon, they were all there in the early days. Wow. Um, in the 70s, it was um, Melissa Etheridge, it was um, Graham Parsons, um, Bonnie Raitt. All of them uh, started coming in. Oh my god! And so, and then the '80s, we have Motley Crue, and oh we my had, god, like, that's great! You know, a lot of the '80s bands. Um, we actually have an interview. Um, there's this woman, Michaela Baylor, who actually lives in the the neighborhood. She's um, a rock and roll journalist-ish kind of thing. She's doing um, these uh, interviews that she puts on YouTube. Oh, that's fantastic! And so she has interviewed a couple of other um, older musicians. Um, like she did um, Paul Mars Black from L.A. Guns. Oh, cool. Uh, so that interview is online. And so we just gave her a house at um, the alley. And so she's bringing in on Tuesday, we're doing an interview with Bobby Jean Brown, who was the wife of uh, Janie Lane from Warrant. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. Who was on that uh, reality TV show, um, The Ex-Wives of Rock. Oh, Wow. So she's, she's one of the, they're all blonde, but she's one of the blondes. Um, and so, and she's got a book coming out. She has one book out already. It was uh, Dirty Rocker Boys. 
And now she has like um, a second book that kind of takes up where the first book left off mm. and how, you know, she's she's kind of reclaiming her life and, and, you know, getting back into music and stuff like that. Um, so that book actually comes out in August. Incredible. But we're interviewing her on uh, the 30th. And then, um, you know, uh, she's going to get more people from the industry in there for interviews. Awesome. Because, you know, why not the Alley Music Studio? That is great. Oh, and um, so you're a musician. You have musician friends. We are just launching. Tuesday night will be the first ever Alley Jam sessions. Oh, my gosh. And so you can come in. You can bring your guitar. You oh, can my bring your bass. gosh. Are you, you kidding me? sing. We have a piano. So, Wait, and, on, what, and, on what nights? This is uh, going to be uh, the first Tuesday of every month. So we have our last Tuesday of every month. So we're having it this Tuesday. Oh, my God. Um, and it's free. So the first five alley sessions or alley jam sessions are going to be free. So anybody can come. Um, and it's kind of like an open mic. Um, Gene Mykowski, who actually lives over in that building over there, he's amazing. He just got done touring Europe, um, and he's going to be headlining. So if you want to jam with him, he's really an incredible uh, musician and singer. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, you can come on in, and you can you can play. Oh, my God. And then we have, um, oh, comedy night on Wednesday night, so August 1st, um, and that will be free. Um you know, we're not doing a, a drink minimum or anything. So, I mean, you can come in, you can just hang out. You know, we would like for you to buy a couple cocktails, help support the, the alley and the cause. Um, but yeah, we're going to try and do more diverse things, comedy, open mic. We have concert series through um, Airbnb and concert media. We just had one last night, oh which is why gosh. I'm freaking exhausted. Oh and now my... I got to go stand at adoptions all day today. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we're online. Uh, we have the Alley Facebook page. Um, we do wow. Instagram. We're trying to work on Twitter. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we have a, a website, um, so we're you know. Oh my we're gosh, out that there. is so cool. The Alley Music Studios. That is so cool. I so every year. So I was telling you, I do that the film festival yeah. down there every year. Kapow! I would love to combine forces. I would love for us to somehow collaborate together in that respect as well, in some way. Because well, heck, you it's can, all local. Stop by Tuesday night. You know, just check it out. You don't yeah. have to you yeah, know, commit have, to anything. I have it off. Uh, doors open at eight, seven, eight. I think. Uh, we'll probably go to about midnight. Um, and again, it's free. So just That's cool. come in. Bring wow. a guitar if you want. We have um, session uh, instruments. Uh, I don't know if they're in tune. Probably not <laughs> at this point. But yeah, no, we have a piano that's in tune. Oh, so my gosh. This is so fun. Yeah, wow. Right? Oh, my God. Well, listen, I better go get my food. It okay. was so good seeing you again. You're such her. a good spirit. You take care. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks for all this great news. Sure. How cool is that, folks? How cool is that? We, we knew... We knew that somehow... Uh, wow. Wow. I mean, isn't it interesting? We went along with it. We went along with it. One of the things you'll notice in the interview with Blythe... She talks about how she is in a constant state of amusement. What a great way. You know, that goes right in hand in hand with the idea of playful. Play with life. Make it playful. Make it fun. And 
when you do, when you make, when you, when you can, when you make life amusing, amuse, ing. That's that's interesting. Ing. Amuse, amuse, ing. Make life a muse. Ing. Ing. I wonder if ing comes from thing. Amusing. So you're making... You're making a muse. Ing. You're making a thing. You're making a muse thing. So make your life a muse thing. So where is the muse? And that's beautiful because that falls right in line with the idea of us being able to define things how we want, how we choose to. Man, just amazing when you really, when you think about it all. It's just, a, just astounding. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I'm getting purple haze. Of course I'm getting purple haze. I'm getting bang energy drink right now. Purple haze. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk more about this stuff, but I want you I'll let you hear the transaction. Why not? It's Maria from Strong Body, Strong Soul. And I wanted to thank you for your song that you left on my show here as a message. Wow, what a great use of your voice. (laughs) Have a great night or day wherever you happen to be in the world. If you're celebrating 4th of July, I hope you enjoy some fireworks somewhere. If you're in Canada, I hope you had a great Canada day, regardless. Hi, I hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for the message. Bye. Wow, look at this. This one's for you, Maria. Maria Humphreys of Strong Body, Strong Soul, if you're listening. You guys get a chance check out maria humphrey's strong body strong soul podcast sometimes she has a great journey a great adventure that uh you get to go on that quest with her throughout the segments and she has stories about pink floyd because she had gone to see pink floyd i think it was a tribute band unless it was unless it was pink floyd can't can't remember whoever it was they sounded exactly like Pink Floyd. I mean it was it's uncanny. That that is man, that's the whole you know, that's that's what that's what you need when you got a tribute band, you want 
that's the ideal thing is that the, the a tribute band well lo- looks like them because a tribute band is trying to give an illusion I guess it all depends on the motivations of a person in a tribute band I would think when I think of a tribute band I think that they're the tri- they're trying to give a tribute a, an actual spiritual representation of those people of those characters that they're playing so they try to look like them as much as they can some of these tribute artists are I mean they are far into it like the Dave, David Lee Roth guy looks just like David Lee Roth so he's, he's David Lee Roth all the time Swan from Led Zepp again I believe I believe that's the band he looks just like Robert Plant so he is Robert Plant all the time so some of these t- oh Rod Stewart the Rod Stewart guy looks just like him just like him so the idea is to you know because a lot of these a lot of these bands are not out there touring anymore a lot of them are not they're not well, they're not doing anything. I was happy and, and surprised and excited to, to see that the association was going to be playing at the Coach House, which was the same place that Yachtly Crew just recently played. The association. Because I had recently seen Echo in the Canyon, the uh, movie about the Laurel Canyon days and all the great bands that evolved up there that were grown up there that all that all that all harmonized and um man that all just harmonized with each other i think that'd be so fun i'm curious what this quentin tarantino movie once upon a time in in hollywood i'm curious how far they're gonna go into that era of hollywood if they're gonna go up in a laurel canyon my prediction is they'll go up in a laurel canyon they already showed in a preview charles manson so I'd like to believe they'd also show the good aspect, the beautiful aspects of living up in Laurel Canyon. Charles Manson doesn't have to ruin it for everybody. Here's your fun fact. The nose prints of both dogs and cats are unique, ridged in a pattern just like fingerprints of humans. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. <laughs> Here's an idea. A man who is hired specifically and only for pillow talk. So the ladies who crave pillow talk, uh, let's say they have a wild night and, and the guy they're with just doesn't want to talk with them in the morning. The good news is the guy can slip out, slip out of the bed, no problem. He hires a semi-lookalike who then crawls into that after the guy, I leave, that guy leaves and then and then they commence pillow talk and you know with any luck perhaps the two hooked up during uh, some some club night or something you know where things are hazy uh, so that way the look alike no harm no foul they have as much pillow talk as as they need to have and there you go the pillow talker Wow, so interesting. I put that little piece on the podcast about how 
when you watch movies and stuff, TV shows, and people drink out of coffee cups, uh, plastic or otherwise, it tends to look like there's nothing in that cup. And it's so funny because I watched a uh, one of these movies for Kapow of the submissions, and it took place in a coffee shop, and it, and it barely looked like they were drinking out of their coffee coffee cups. It's so interesting. And now I'm watching another movie, and same thing. The guy's drinking espresso, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. Just by the way that people can hold it, you could tell that there's a weight in it or not. It, it It's just such an interesting thing. Such an interesting thing. When you do a lot of extra work and you're in that behind-the-scenes kind of area, you start to notice more and more stuff in movies that um, I guess you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily catch at, for, at first glance. It does make it tricky to watch movies or listen to music and not... Uh, let's see. It makes it... I, I want to get back to the point where I can watch a movie, I can listen to music as if as if it was just it for what it was. That's what I need to learn how to do more. Because learning what goes on in there, like when you listen to a song and you're thinking, oh, what chords are these? You know, instead of just listening to the song, let it soak you up. There's this idea of going, ooh, ooh, could I recreate this song? You know, what are those chords? And it's it's quite an interesting thing. Hey, that happens with anybody. Car, you know, I don't know anything about cars. Uh, my buddy Mike Sodi is a huge car guy. He knows what spark plugs work best on what engines, you know, made during what times, what years. What companies? I mean, he knows. He knows all that stuff. You hear a kink kong, kink kong under the hood. He knows. He's like, ah, that's probably the carburetor, or you know, or that's probably some other thing. Spark. Ah, I probably need a new spark plug. So he knows. He knows those those intricacies. Just as uh, an accountant, let's say if there's a movie about about money people who are laundering money like let's say ozark the movie the tv show ozark i wonder if accountants or people who know about money watch that and go yep yep that's accurate that's that's how you do it because i don't know i don't know any better i just i'm in for the thrill of uh what's going on in the show now having said that there's another perspective that's being looked at while i'm looking at this show yeah i might not know about the laundry uh laundry the laundry the laundry the laundry the money laund- launder, the money laundering. I might not know about the money laundering. Uh, however, I could tell you that when I'm watching those shows, I'm going, "Whoa, that is great! That is terrific acting! That's honest acting! That's authentic acting! That's look at that camera angle! Look at that swoosh! Look at that cinematography! Look at that um, the way that they make that." you know, this palette dark and only certain characters wear certain colors and it's, it's just interesting. It's just so interesting. So interesting. When you really step into uh, behind the scenes, 
it can make sense now as to why populaces out there watching TV who know nothing about the behind the scenes aspect can actually think that the person who's in that TV show who does for, for instance uh, what, what was it what was it oh gosh Kurt, not the craft the the charmed 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 the charmed TV show with with Alyssa Milano hey Alyssa Milano What's it like having a father as a housekeeper? Hey, Alyssa Milano. Hey, Alyssa Milano. Uh, Charmed. Alyssa Milano, the other gals. Um, I did extra work for that one time. I think I probably said this in another podcast. And if you're listening to this, you get to hear the story again. I had done extra work for Charmed, and it was a scene where it was taking place outside, and there was talking going on, and while we're out out there, naturally the extras start talking, and by extras, I don't know if, okay, so extra, when I say extras, I'm talking about the, there's a, uh, there's a special phrase given to these folks, they're called Background artists. Background artists. It is an art form. It is an art form. That's, you know, without your background, you don't have atmosphere moving around in that movie. You don't have, you know, the people, if there's a loud outburst, you know, you don't have those. Because the extras are told, let's say if there's an argument going on in the thing. And then they say, okay, as soon as as soon as soon it gets louder, you know, as soon as those people start arguing more, we want you to look over at them surprised, okay? You know, so there's this art form of, like, having having the background really fully committed to to what they're doing. And, uh... It's interesting. So, while I was waiting to be told what to do, and I'll tell you what I was told to do in, in a moment, while, while we were all waiting around, being told, you know, waiting to be told what to do, what's next... Uh, I was talking to a lady and she said that she lived in the house, in the very house that they shot the exteriors for, for Charmed. Apparently, so the house that the Charmed girls live in, it's, I'm not sure, I don't know what town it's in. Uh, But this, but I met the lady who lived in that house and they you know, I guess as a thank you or whatever, they, they would just call her up um, to do extra work on, on the shows. And she said that people would find her house because you can, you know, you can look anywhere on the internet and you can find this stuff. It's like, okay, what's the location of uh, 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 the Laura Palmer house in Twin Peaks? Okay, bam, you can go there. You can actually talk to the people, interview them, hang out, have coffee. Who knows how many visitors these people are getting, by the way. So, particular woman I talked to on the set of Charmed, she lived in one of those houses and people from all over the world would fly in and they would say, are the Charmed girls here? Are they here? And then they would name them by name. They would name the characters by name and they'd say, are they here? Are they actually witches? Do they actually live in that house? Do they actually know how to conjure, conjure spirits? And the lady said, well, I 
I can tell you they don't live here. She gets she gets people showing up all the time. Showing up all the time. So when you hear stories like that, and then when you see locations in movies and TV shows, and you know there 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 there's a whole thing that went on into that. Maybe the maybe the house that you see right there is just a uh, one dimensional kind of thing. Which, by the way, I'm reminded of that Brady house, wherever that's at. Um, I gotta find that out. So we go there, interview the people who are there, whoever's there. Uh, but you know, you don't know if these things are uh, just a one-dimensional outside thing, if it's a forced perspective kind of thing, like in Psycho. The house is much, much smaller, but they put it up on a hill so it looked like really far away. Uh, sometimes people actually live in those houses, that's right. And then sometimes people go out there and visit those houses. Like the Amityville house in uh, Long Island. Amityville house. Uh, I'm sure the house in Halloween, the Michael Myers house. I'm sure that's another one. Hmm. So once you, once you, once you get to, oh, the, oh, so yeah, so my job, my job was to drive a taxi. I had to drive it from one spot to the next spot. And, uh, So, yeah, sorry, I was just replaying the events that happened in my head. So I, I was sitting there, I was about to drive, go forward, because um, there was a situation where there was traffic. And now what they did was they blocked off, I think it was, oh yeah, it was a Warner Brothers lot. And they had this little area over there. Um, okay, it looks like it's like the New York Street kind of thing that they have uh, at the Universal Studios back lot. And it was like a little town. You know, it was just facades, just the fronts. I mean, you could go inside of it. They did, you know, they weren't, pa they didn't have, they're empty inside. You go inside, uh, but they're pretty much just there from the front to give this, give this illusion. And so I had to drive from one point to the next point. And so I, I was sitting there and, I, and the, the, the car was running and uh, it was the sound guy. I see him, he's like standing way over there and he looks over at me. He's like, he's like making this motion, like shut it off, shut it off. So I shut off the car and all of a sudden, then they go, okay, now we're rolling. And I'm like, and then, and, and, uh, the AD is like, okay, move forward, move forward. You know, he's like telling me to move forward. I had to, I had to start the car. And it's like, it was one of those things where it's like, it was one of those strange situations. How do you even explain these? I'm going to try to explain this to you. Okay. So imagine you're there in a car. You don't know who's in charge, who's not in charge. What's going on. All you know is you see someone tell you to shut off the car. So you comply. You think, oh, okay. 
But then the other guy, who's higher up on a totem pole than the first guy, looks at you, blaming you for shutting off your car, which, yes, I take the blame for shutting off the car. (laughs) I also take the blame for listening to the guy who told me to shut off the car. So what do you do in that moment? You say, well, that guy holding the microphone told me to shut it off. But then on a side note, you'd like to think that the guy holding the microphone will go, oh, it's not his fault. I told him to shut it off. But there, there are people out there who would rather throw someone under the bus rather than, I mean, you know, the cool thing was there wasn't any consequence. However, it's just such an interesting thing when stuff like that happens. It's, it's such a funny thing. It's such a funny thing how often that type of thing happens. And people don't take responsibility. That's just, you know, like, it doesn't take much. Like, oh, I told him to do that. You know? Why did you shut off the car? And then all he had to do was just turn to him and go, oh, you know what? I I told him to do that. You know, that's my fault. It's just, it's just a stand-up thing to do. If you were if you were the sound guy, would you have you know, but in that moment it's like you got to move, you got to groove. The the you know, the scene is going and the car has got to be moving. So it's a uh, what one might consider a dicey situation. You know, a dicey situation. So, having said that, having brought you down through, around, memory lane, anyone who's involved with any specific kind of thing, this is why they call, you know, that phrase, shop talk. Oh, they're talking shop talk right now. Well, that means that's, you know what shop talk is. It's like, shop talk could be, Anything that is very... Some say, oh, I'm geeking out right now. And they say it like it's a bad thing. Oh, sorry, I'm just geeking. I'm just geeking out right now. I'm. Well, don't apologize about being excited about what you love. Why? What's the, uh, you know, what's the, uh, what's the uh, pleasure in that? What's the pleasure in that? Just crazy. This is the sound of the man filling up the water filter. But yeah, why why apologize for geeking out or talking shop or what have you? Talking shop, the equivalent the equivalent of talking shop for a so let's say you got car guys, they're talking about the carburetors, talk about all the whatever's in there. Uh people who love comic books. They're talking shop about what they know about. Isn't it funny? If, if there's, it's getting to be less and less like this, which is, I'm so happy. But like, if, if you hear a couple of guys geeking out about football, some people geeking out football, about football stats and who should have done what and who should have not been traded where and how, who's doing everything the right way and, and this is how it should be. All that jazz. You rarely hear someone go, oh my God, will you guys quit geeking out right now? Will you guys ta- stop talking shop? 
there's a less of a chance of that happening than if someone's geeking out about comic books, talking shop about comic books. Um, oh my god, listen to those guys talk about Batman and Superman. Oh my god. It used to be bad like that. It used to be bad like that. Now, it's gotten better. Much better through the years. It's interesting how every cult, how every culture reaches its t- tipping point. Every culture. Think about this throughout the all the years of these things that were once fringe on the fringe. And then they become more and more known. Um, once those fringe groups start making more and more headlines... And you see more and more people sort of endorsing that kind of behavior, that cult, that culture. The cult turns into a culture. The culture is a cult. Cult is just a quick way of saying culture. So remember that. Oh, it's some kind of cult. Everyone's in a cult. Oh, she's in some kind of cult. Everyone's in some kind of cult. As Living Color once said, the cult of personality. Isn't that interesting? Because it's a series of personalities that want to adhere to a certain culture. Pick anything out there. And there's a culture for it. So what used to become fringe, like for instance, Army of Darkness, that was a, you know, that was a, that, that's, a, that's still a cult film. Um, and then grew into a culture and then got bigger and bigger. And then, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead then came out on Stars, and that st- stirred up some interest. The Tick, the Tick is you know it's hit its, it's it's gotten its uh, it's gotten its nods on many occasions, and will continue to throughout the years as people get more and more daring to to bring such a um, such a smart. Story to life. But every dog has its day. Remember that phrase? Every dog has its day. It's, a, it's absolutely true. So the idea is not to pine away for that day that the dog will, will have its day. It's to just keep doing the best thing at what you absolutely love doing. Put that energy into that. And it automatically becomes that thing out there. I've seen so many things out there in the world that I predicted the idea of um, the same thing will happen for you if it's not happening already. I mean, I find it hard, very hard to believe that whoever's listening to this right now has lived any length of time and not experience that in their life, that kind of synchronistic thing, that kind of prediction where you thought, you know, hey, man, this would be a great, you know, someone ought to make this, uh, that'd be great if there was a, a song about this thing or, wow, that'd be cool if there's a movie about this or an invention of this or this kind of character name or... um Heck, maybe you call it, maybe you make up some crazy name for your animals, for your cat, 
Maybe you call him Gunji Gunji. Hey, Gunji Gunji. Ah, look at this little Gunji Gunji. Gunji Gunji. Let's say you make up that name. Next thing you know, you know, a month or two, a few weeks pass by. Next thing you know, there it is up in there uh, on the silver screen. Some new Disney film, some new Pixar film. And what does it have in it? A character named Gunji Gunji. And you're beside yourself. You're going, huh? What? Huh? So you know and I know that those kinds of things have happened to you. I would love it if you were to call me up. On the hotline, it's free. It's absolutely free. 561-203-9179 or leave it on the voicemail. I'll put it on here. You've heard you've heard some of these in the past. We get some very interesting the people who listen to this podcast are the people who get it. So it's not like I'm talking to an audience that doesn't understand what's happening. I'm also talking to people who are just now coming across this. Um, you were led to this for some reason. Something, something led you here. That would be something fun. Call up the hotline, 561-203-9179. Let me know how you did find the podcast. Let me know your synchronicities. Let me know your dreams. Let me know the manifestations of reality that you have seen happen in your life thus far. Let me know about all of your accomp- accomplishments that you're proud of. Even when you won that third, gra- uh, third, third place spelling bee in fifth grade. Tell me about it. You can also email me projecto at gmail.com email me email me this stuff call the hotline leave some some messages on there and I'll I'll put you on the podcast I am astounded by how many people listen to this podcast and thank you thank you I appreciate it All right, and now I think it's time for something completely different. So, we're out of the, uh, place. Out of the place. Um, that idea of Of really looking at everything as just that, just as just that thing, looking at everything as just as just a thing, like without a without an attachment to it, without a. That's where that suffering comes from, isn't it? Suffering comes from expecting something and you're holding on to it and you're holding on to it and you're holding on to it and you're holding on to it. It, a lot of times that um, sets one up for failure because they're, they're, Expecting it, expecting it, expecting it, and then they make the silent agreement to themselves that if it doesn't happen, 
And if it doesn't happen, they're going to be very sad about it. They're going to be very distraught. And they're going to be upset about it and cry and tell others about it. So there's that silent, it's almost like that silent agreement that is made there if that, that goes hand in hand with that idea of this expectation. Now, if one can expect something to happen and also make an agreement that uh, even if it doesn't happen the way that I'm expecting to, I will still be happy. You know, if there's that kind of agreement that can be made, that's great. I expect it to happen. Well, if you already expect it to happen, then you just let it happen. You let it unfold. Make it amusing. So, and not putting one thing on a pedestal above another. That's the other key, not putting one thing on a pedestal. That's where the disconnection comes from. That's where that feeling of lack comes from. Putting that thing up on the pedestal. Those relationships start falling apart. Because you're putting that person on a pedestal, on this thing that you have to try to get the attention of or that you... Whatever. Whatever the wish is. Because the things we're excited about or the things we're anxious about, that is the power. That is the button that we're pushing to turn it all on. So let's think about that. Next time we go into an intention, what is it filled with? Excitement or anxiety?